I'm reading this morning the book of Mark, chapter 4, beginning at verse 26. And he said, The kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. He sleeps and rises night and day, and the seed sprouts and grows. He knows not how. The earth produces by itself, first the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. But when the grain is ripe, at once he puts in the sickle, because the harvest has come. And he said, with what can we compare the kingdom of God, or what parable shall we use for it? It is like a grain of mustard seed, which when sown on the ground is the smallest of all seeds on earth. Yet when it is sown, it grows up and becomes larger than all the garden plants and puts out large branches so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. With many such parables, he spoke the word to them. As they were able to hear it, he did not speak to them without a parable, but privately to his own disciples, he explained everything. Thank you, Terry. Good morning. I wanted to share some great truths uh, this morning out of frog and toad uh, together. Insights that will impact you. This story is called The Garden. Frog was in his garden and Toad came walking by. What a fine garden you have, Frog, he said. Yes, said Frog, it's very nice, but it's hard work. I wish I had a garden, said Toad. Here are some flower seeds. Plant them in the ground, said Frog, and soon you will have a garden. Well, how soon, asked Toad. Quite soon, said Frog. So Toad ran home and he planted the flower seeds. Now seeds, said Toad, start growing. Toad walked up and down a few times. The seeds did not start to grow. So Toad put his head to the ground. Close to the ground, he said, Lolly, now seeds, start growing. Toad looked at the ground again and the seeds did not start to grow. Toad put his head very close to the ground and he shouted, Now seeds, start growing. Frog came running up the path. What is all this noise, he asked. My seeds will not grow, said Toad. Well, you're shouting too much, said Frog. These poor seeds are afraid to grow. My seeds are afraid to grow, asked Toad. Well, of course, said Frog. Leave them alone for a few days and let the sun shine on them and let the rain fall on them and soon your seeds will start to grow. Well, that night, Toad looked out of his window. Drat, said Toad. My seeds have not started to grow. They must be afraid of the dark. So Toad went out of his garden with some candles and he said, I will read the seeds a story and they will not be afraid. So Toad read a long story to his seeds. All the next day, 
Toad sang songs to his seeds. And the next day, Toad read poems to his seeds. And the next day, Toad played music for his seeds. Toad looked at the grounds and the the seeds still did not grow. What shall I do? cried Toad. These must be the most frightened seeds in the whole world. And then Toad felt very tired and he fell asleep. Toad, Toad, wake up, said Frog. Look at your garden. Toad looked at his garden. Little green plants were coming up out of the ground. At last, shouted Toad, my seeds have stopped being afraid to grow. And now you will have a nice garden too, said Frog. Yes, said Toad. But you were right, Frog. It was very hard work. There's a lot of lessons this morning that we can learn from the Gospel of Mark. Lessons about seeds. And lessons about the kingdom of God. I drove by yesterday, the church, middle of the afternoon, and there was a beautiful black woman in the middle of our field out there, in all of her color of her country. And she was the only woman out there, and she was just standing. The sun was behind her, and she was just looking at the soil. And there was around her a few sprouts in anticipation of the seed, of the growth, and the joy of that. There's a lot to be learned about the kingdom of God and the lessons from the seed. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you for your word, and I thank you for what you have for us this morning. Lord, you want us to know about your kingdom, how to live in it. You want us to know who you are, how to have life in your kingdom. And so, Father, I just pray through your Spirit that you'll pour that out upon us. May we know about your kingdom. May we know how much you love us. May we know how you invite us in to your kingdom. May we know how to live it out and be part of your kingdom work, which is a joy. And may we learn these lessons from seeds this morning. In your precious name, amen. The kingdom of God is at hand, the scriptures say, in the gospel of Mark. And the Lord wants us to know in these parables what the kingdom of God is all about. To understand who he is, to learn about the father and the son and what it means to have life in Christ. And this new kingdom that has been poured out, the power and authority that is through Christ. And these two parables... Jesus walks us into the garden. He walks us in to learn some lessons about the seeds. And he said, the kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground and he sleeps and he rises night and day. And the seed sprouts and grows and he knows not how. The kingdom of God is like a man who is scattering seed. Not just randomly, but intentionally. So that it might grow. I think one of the questions, even as we dive into this parable, this story about the kingdom, is are we seed scatterers? That part of the kingdom of God and how it's going to play out is like one who scatters seed. Are you a seed scatterer in your life? We've learned about the seed in the initial parable in in Mark 4, 
The seed is, is the Word of God, the power of God. The seed is, is the Gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. That there is through Jesus salvation. There is forgiveness of sins. He is the Savior. He is the one who can offer us new life. Not to continue in this life of this burden of, of these rules that the Pharisees and all of the, the Sadducees, everybody was laying upon them and how to have righteousness in God. He's saying, no, there's a new kingdom at hand. And here is the gospel. Here's the good news. The Messiah you've been waiting for has arrived. I'm Lord of the Sabbath. I'm the one who has authority over life. I'm the one who heals. I'm the one who casts out demons. The kingdom of God has arrived. And the power of God, the word, the seed, needs to be spread. People need to know about the kingdom. Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins, and he rose again. And those who believe upon him shall not perish, but have life everlasting. The kingdom of God is hearts transformed by the love of God. The seed is spreading forth God's love his word, the gospel, to a broken world that needs it. Just like our beautiful Czech team is going to do as they go. Everywhere they go, they will sleep and they will rise up and they're going to cast out seed. Everywhere they go. Are we seed scatterers? I just came from a conference with uh, Jim Brown. We were out at a pastor's conference and we flew uh, Southwest Airlines and, and, uh, it was, it was a packed flight coming home. Uh, going there, it was wide open. Coming home, there wasn't a seat to be had. But Jim and I uh, got, got on the plane first. So he got a window, I got the aisle. And, um, and then here comes these poor people walking down, and they're like, oh, man, I'm stuck in the middle, you know? <laughs> and you've had that experience sometimes. You get stuck in the middle. That's a terrible seat to be in. And seats are much smaller these days. And so this gal comes walking down, and she's looking, and she's just shaking her head, because all that's left is Jim and I. And she's like, I guess i got to sit here, you know? So, so she comes in, and, and she sits down, and uh, the plane is getting ready to take off, and, and she really doesn't say a word, you know? But she starts, I mean, it was almost like birth, actually. It was, she's, she starts breathing like this, you know? You know, the quick breath. And uh, she's grabbing a hold of the seat, and because there wasn't much room, you know, between chairs, she, she thought she was grabbing the hand thing, but she's grabbing me, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, are you doing okay? I'm fine, fine. And uh, she, uh, as, as we take off, she's not only breathing quickly, but like she turns her face to me with, she just has this crunched up look, just, oh my gosh, get us off the ground, you know. And then, uh, unfortunately, on this flight, uh, we're taking off, and it hit a ton of turbulence. It, it was like uh, Hollywood's Tower of Terror. You know, if you've been on that thing, that sucker just drops like that. And it was like that on the flight, taking off. And so she's just panicking. And I'm like, you, you going to be okay? I'm, I'm fine. And as soon as they came around for the drinks, it was like, <laughs> she was like, cranberry vodka. This, <laughs> this, is, this is 9 a.m. in the morning. Cranberry vodka. And so... So again, you know, Jim and I are just trying to get home, right? You know, it's been a long, it's been a wonderful week together, but we're just trying to get home, and, and uh, uh, I break out my computer, and, and she's drinking her cranberry vodka, and, and uh, she goes, so what do you do? And uh, as she's taking a sip of her cranberry vodka, I go, well, I'm a pastor. She's, oh, you've got to be kidding. 
and I, I tried to alleviate. So I'm like, I, you know, I would have a cranberry vodka. It's just a little early for me, you know, right now. Uh, but I, I broke up my computer, and I started uh, reviewing my notes for my sermon. And she goes, oh, are you writing a book? And I go, no, you know, I'm not. I'm actually working on uh, my teaching for Sunday. But it tells these wonderful parables, these stories about God. And so I proceeded to just share with her the stories of God in this parable that I'm sharing with you this morning. Her name was Jenny. And we just started to share. And I started to share about God's growth and how he loves people. And, and, and then I just started to ask her about her life. And I could not get her to shut up. <laughs> I mean, for real. It was maybe the third cranberry vodka. I don't know. <laughs> but she proceeds to tell me about how she had to leave the house at 15, about how her father had died, uh, about all the brokenness in her life. She literally just got married on Saturday. Her husband, because the seat was so full, her husband was a couple rows up uh, with their son. And so I'm like, well, why did you marry him? Fine. You've been together for 10 years. Why did you marry him? Well, I just felt like that was the right thing to do. I go, well, you know what? God loves marriage. And so I just shared with her that way. I was just throwing seed out there. I was throwing seed out there. But here's what's wonderful about this passage in Mark. Here's what's amazing. Look what it says in verse 27. It says, Night and day, whether he sleeps or get up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he doesn't know how. You see... I just scattered some seed, and then and, and Jim also. I mean, she was surrounded, right? We're just throwing seed all over, and we're just like, hey, here's God's love. And she couldn't get out. And so she had to just hear about the beautiful love of God. And, and here's the deal. God is in control of all of that. You know, you could leave that situation going, oh, did I, did I say the right things? You know, I didn't take her down the Romans road and, and lead her into salvation. You know, you can feel guilty about that or feel like that burden, like, oh, did I do it all right? Did I share enough of the gospel that, you know, ah, darn, I missed my chance. And the Lord's saying, you know what? You you rise up and you sleep and and you scatter seed and and then we just let God do his work. But are you seed scatterers? I think the Lord wants us to be that. And then trusting him for his work because it's all his work. You see, he, he's the only one who can work on Jenny's heart. I can't do that. Jim can't do that. He's the only one who can prepare that soil. Just like all these people in the Czech Republic, he's the only one who's preparing the soil. And however he's going to use that team, he will. But they're going to go and be seed scatterers. This is what the kingdom of God is like. We just let the seed do its stuff. You see, this is where Frog went wrong, right? Frog's sitting there. And he keeps yelling at the ground. Come on. Come on, seeds, grow. He's trying to make it happen. As, as though he's responsible for that growth. That's, what, that's the area we get in trouble with. As though somehow we are Jesus. Somehow we're the Savior. We've we got to make it happen. I've been bringing this person to church every week. They should come to know Jesus now. Because of all my effort in their lives. Grow, darn it, Grow. And I, I know it's because you love people, but sometimes we, we, we feel or we take on that responsibility and we think that it's, it's about all that we do. It doesn't mean you neglect that. It doesn't mean you just throw the seed and like, oh, well, hope it works out. No, you still come alongside and water, and be part of their lives. But we trust God for what he's doing. 
that we wouldn't live like frog who's shouting at the ground, thinking I'm responsible for that. Because what's true of the seed? The seed has the power of life in it. When the seed is placed in good soil, like we learned in in the initial uh, parable, the soils, when the seed is placed in good soil, it will grow. Because the power of the seed, it has life in it. That's just what it does. It grows. The varied response to Jesus' message, the, the gospel message, it does not negate the validity or the power of the gospel message. People are going to respond in different ways, right? It's varied, it's vast, but it never negates the power of the word. Do you get that? And so we are seed scatterers. We want people to know how much God loves them. We want, we want people to understand the kingdom of God. We want people to understand how they can have life. And so we scatter seed. But the response to that is all God's business. It never negates what's true of the seed of God. It has power. Power of the resurrection for salvation for those who believe. You know, it's, it's amazing. They found, they found the, these uh, seeds that were old, 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 3,000 some odd years old. What, what there was, there was in, in Judea, uh, beautiful date palm trees that, that went all throughout biblical times. In, in the Old Testament, David uh, actually names his daughter uh, Tamar uh, in the Hebrew form of, of what is this Judean palm tree, date palm tree. And it was very popular, and they were, they were large, and they provided uh, abundant staple of, of a beautiful date, you know, the fruit. And so they would enjoy that, and it, and it really nourished the land and the people as they, as they ate from the tree. What happened is, in A.D. 70, uh, when Rome came in, and they still had all the trees around, but then as conquest kept happening in Israel, Judea, the, the, the date tree got wiped out, just disappeared. And then in 1960, something really cool happened. They went, and they were, they were doing excavation on Herod the Great's palace. And they found in Herod the Great's palace this jar full of these seeds that were some... 3,000 years old. And, and they, they, um, they kept these, these uh, seeds. They kept these seeds in, a, in another container for the next 40 years. So this is 1960. So then in 2005, this one uh, archaeologist who came in, they came in, they took the seeds out, and her, uh, what was her name? Uh, Elaine Soli. Elaine Soli came and she took one out and she thought, you know what? I'm going to see. I'm going to see if this seed will produce. So she puts it in good soil and she waters it and does all this stuff and then she just lets it be. And you know what happened? It produced this beautiful palm tree. And it grew and it started in, in um, as it continued to grow and as others started to grow in 2011, it produced its first flower. And then dates started to produce. It's power in the seed. It's life-giving. When you plant it in good soil, it will produce life. Are we seed scatterers? Trusting God. You know, it's really interesting. In, in verse 28, it says, uh, the soil produces crops by itself. The, the Greek word there is, is automate. It automatically just does that. It's divinely automatic. 
That should be encouraging for us as we sit on the plane with gals like Jenny. You see, God's going to do His work. If that heart is ready, if she's open, God's going to do His work. His Word, His Gospel is powerful. And it will produce. It's just an automatic thing. That's how God works. And we can trust in that. And we can rest in that. You don't always say the right words. You don't always do the right things. It's okay. But let's scatter seed out there. Regeneration, transformation, spiritual transition, conversion, new birth can't be produced by anyone, not one of us. It's all by the power of God penetrating people's hearts with His love. We can't start it. We can't stop it once it starts and it goes to the full. The kingdom of God is like the one who goes out and plants the seed. The kingdom of God is like the one who scatters seed. And night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself, again, automatically, this divine power. The soil produces grain, first the stalk and the head, and then the full kernel. And as soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it, because the harvest has come. All of a sudden, it will start producing. The harvest has come. We have no role in the actual work of salvation. But one of the beautiful things about being part of God's kingdom is that we get in on the harvest. We get in on the joy of of His work in people's hearts. He allows us to participate. I I just want to say this for this harvest. What what is this harvest here? I, I think it's a little bit of both. I think it's harvest now. People's lives being transformed by the power of Christ. And we get to be part of that. We see the growth. We see the the little shoot coming up and and the kernel and the head. We get to be part of that. It's joy. And then we have fellowship with that. And then I think he's also referring to what's forthcoming. The one day there will be the full harvest that will take place. And we also will rejoice in that together with our King. Are we seed scatterers? Are we allowing God to do His work? Trusting Him for that. There will be the harvest, the one day, the full kingdom and all that's meant to happen. There will be the harvest now. This verse actually has a little bit of an echo of Joel 3.13. Put in the sickle for the harvest is ripe. Go in, tread for the winepress is full. The vats overflow for their evil is great. Multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision for the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. Judgment and harvest before our holy God. And we get to be part of that. I think this parable tells us something about man and, and the fact that we can't produce life. We're really, we're really helpless to do that. But God wants us to participate, be part of it, and empowered by Him to spread the seed to water and to love. It really is new covenant, isn't it? New covenant is, there's nothing, there's nothing I accomplish in and of myself. There's nothing. I'm this broken vessel so that the all-surpassing power of Christ might shine through me. There's, There's nothing in me that produces anything spiritual in a person's heart and life. It's all God's work. I just get to be part of it with Him and rest in Him. It tells us something about God, the parable does, and that all power in life comes through Him. So the success of the gospel 
does not depend on our power to change the heart, right? Our power to make the gospel more acceptable somehow. Our power to manipulate or, or the will or manipulate the emotions. The work of salvation is divinely automatic because of the power of God transforming people's hearts. There, there is so much in, in Christian culture, this, this effort a lot of times to, to just kind of, again, play on emotions and make it happen. And, you know, let's drive enough emotion where people will just, yeah, of course they'll come forward. And, and there's all these plans on how to make, you know, it's fine to say, hey, let's be intentional about reaching out to the community and, and sharing the gospel. That's good. But you'd be amazed at all the plans that are out there. Like, this is how you will lead someone to Christ. This is how it will work. Here's the steps you go through. As though somehow we, we, we make it happen. No, we scatter seed. Yeah, we go out. Yeah, we share the love of God. But then we trust in what He's going to do. The seed sprout as it tells us about the kingdom. We do not understand. They, here's what's interesting about this, this initial parable. And what it's telling us, I think, about the Lord, you know, the growth is, is imperceptible. It's, we don't see it. It's under the ground, right? We don't see the growth taking place under there. But one of the things that's true about the nature of the seed is that it's constant. It'll grow. Night and day while he sleeps. God's unfolding his plan. He's doing his work quietly. Isn't this how Jesus came in? Again, a big part of all that we're seeing with Jesus' ministry and one of the things I talked about a while ago is, is small boat ministry. He's, he didn't come in with a flash. He didn't come in, you know, riding on the big horse and all, hey, here's the kingdom and let's do this. It's not the way he came in. Came in humbly, came in quiet. You don't see all that's taking place underneath. That's how the kingdom of God works. Takes time, doesn't it? Power of the seed, the word of God is living and active. The gospel is going forth and it's penetrating hearts you know one of the things dear friends because i know for a lot of you you have you have wonderful family that just doesn't know jesus yet and and we we worry so much about their salvation and we got to come to a place where we go you know what uh yeah i'm gonna scatter seed i'm gonna keep reminding them of the love of god i'm gonna live my life out as as one who is in love with jesus and they'll see that but you got to know. you got to know. The power of God's working on that. And, and don't try to manipulate that. Don't try to force that. Just let God do His stuff. You be part of that. But trust Him for your family. Continue to surrender that unto the Lord. Lord, I, I want to trust You for my mom or my dad or my brother or sister. Help me to know how to, to bring truth to them in a way that's loving and, and not manipulative. Not trying to sway them. What does the parable call us to? I think to be sowers of the seed. Isaiah 55 says this, For as the rain and the snow come and down from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose, and it shall succeed in the thing which I have sent it to do. And so we learn to trust in our Father, to have faith. It develops our faith, doesn't it? Lord, you're doing the work. I don't see it all happening, 
But we don't want to be like frog. We don't, want to, we don't want to get to a place where we think it's my work, my effort, everything that's going to make this different as we scatter seed. It calls upon for a life of patience, doesn't it? As we wait upon the Lord. As we rest in Him. Especially, again, with our family members. Those that we love. It summons us to patience. In which, again, we, we wait upon Him like the farmer waits. It puts us in a place of uh, surrender, I a place that we go, okay, Lord, I don't need to make this all happen. I'm trusting you with what you've used me for today. You know, again, even as we go out on these mission trips, and I've done many, and, and Adrienne and the team have done, you know, some, sometimes you get in that mode of like, we've got to make this happen. You know, like, oh, we just, ah. Or if, or if after, after an event where we call people to Jesus and there's not, not many people who respond, you're like, oh, we've got to figure something out here. And the Lord's going, hey, just, will you just trust me? I'm doing this work. You did exactly what I called you to. The word will not return empty to me. And so rest in me in that. The harvest is going to come. We get a privilege of, of joining in. And, and I think it summons us to being prepared. Be prepared for the moments when Jenny sits in the middle seat. Just ask the Lord through the power of the Holy Spirit, Lord, do you want me to say something today? We need to learn to respond to the prompting of the Holy Spirit. He'll do that because he's working on her heart. And then there's a harvest. There's a harvest. Matthew 9 says, Jesus went throughout all the cities and the villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, healing every disease, every affliction. And when he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like a sheep without a shepherd. And then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful. That's the present day. But the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord to harvest to send out laborers to his harvest. God be with you, Czech Republic team. It'll be harvest and a final harvest. The kingdom of God is at hand. And he's working. And he's having full authority. He will reign and he will rule. And it's all this quiet, small boat ministry. But it has power. And that's why I think this next little parable gets us to. He says, it's, it's, it's like, what's the kingdom of God? It's like a mustard seed. The smallest seed in the ground, yet planted, it becomes the largest of all garden plants. The birds can perch in that area. The mustard seed wasn't the smallest seed in the world, but it was the smallest known to those in Israel. It was always used of that which is there couldn't be anything smaller, less important, really. And yet it would grow oftentimes to, to be 15 feet tall with a trunk that was six feet in diameter. It was a big bush, a big tree. Christ is saying, the Lord is saying in this parable, out of these small things come amazing power and, and amazing fruit and, and things that are life-bearing and that bring shade it's all under the ground, bursting forth. The kingdom of God has transformed hearts. And they worship the king. They find rest in his presence. What are the birds that come and find rest in the shade? We, we saw earlier in the earlier parable that the, the bird was uh, the enemy who came and stole the seed. I don't, I don't interpret it this way for this bird here. The smallest seed planted becomes this beautiful 
beautiful, powerful tree. It actually becomes larger than any of the trees that there are. This kingdom of God that started so small, this babe in a manger, now becomes this kingdom that's, that's larger than anything. The kingdom of God. And in its trees, in its branches, the birds will find a shade. Ezekiel 17. Thus says the Lord God, I myself will take a sprig from the lofty top of the cedar and I will set it out. I will break off the topmost of its young twigs, a tender one. I myself will plant it on a high and lofty mountain and on the mountain in the height of Israel will I plant it that it may bear branches and produce fruit and become a noble cedar and under it will dwell every kind of bird. In the shade of its branches, the birds of every sort will nest. And the trees of the field shall know that I am the Lord. This small seed becomes this incredible plant that the birds of all the nations, it's not just Israel. Do you hear what it's saying in Ezekiel 17? All will come and be able to rest and they will know that I am Lord. By the planting of the small seed? Impossible. That's what God's saying. The kingdom of God is... You know what? You may feel like the small seed. You may feel like, what am I accomplishing here? All my stuff behind the scenes. I don't even know what's happening. You need to know that that small seed that you planted is going to be a blessing to the nations. You will bless people as you scatter seed. No matter how small it is. No matter where God is using your life to plant and put out seed. The kingdom of God has power. And so let us be seed scattered. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you for your word this morning. I pray that you would move us as a body of Christ to scatter seed. Wherever you would have us do that. And really, again, Father, only through the prompting of your Holy Spirit, show us where and and when. Let us not be ones who manipulate that or, or feel that that's our burden to change hearts. That's you. And we want to surrender that unto you this morning, Father. Change hearts. Use our lives to be part of your kingdom work. Help us as we scatter seed. And Father, may we see and rejoice in the harvest together. In your precious name, amen.